Guys, we thank you for that praise and worship. It was just outstanding. If you guys would, just pray with me. Father, you are great. You are perfect in every doggone way. I just thank you, Father, that you... I just, you know, and I can't imagine where I would be, and I know my brothers and sisters feel the same way, where we would be without you. We're just so thankful, Father, that you love us. Don't quite know why, but we're very thankful. Um, Father, I just pray now for your, your spirit to descend on this place, and I pray, Father, that you'll speak to us directly. Every person in this barn will hear what you have for them today, Father. And we just pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit just just take over. Uh, John, just be the vessel of your word today, Father. And we just give you thanks and praise for all that you do in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. That was awesome, wasn't it? Woo! <clears throat> it was great. You know, uh, for the last few weeks, I've been building towards um, the four points of what a healthy church looks like. And the, the first is from lost to found. We, we, were, we were dead, and we became alive in Christ. Wait just a second. Um, and then we show up to the second step with all of that baggage. The second step is that we start finding freedom in Christ. But we, we show up from lost to found with that same bad relationship or that same addiction or those same issues that we had before that put enough pressure on us that made us seek him. And uh, then when we start to truly trust him, we start to shake those chains off. We start to find freedom. As I go forward, and that's what the next two steps after that is the third one is finding your purpose or your calling, and the fourth one is putting feet to it, um, being obedient to do that calling and showing people how to duplicate the whole process. Um, next week, Jason Nail, I mean, <laughs> not Jason Nail. <laughs> Jason Hillman is going to be here, and he's going he's gonna to bring the message on, uh, on uh, finding your purpose. Um, that's very exciting. Today we're going to talk about freedom. And I brought my horse, Troy, here. Uh, Troy is my horse. And he's starting to be of some use to me. And he trusts me to a certain degree. But he has some baggage. He has some, he has some trust issues. David, I want you to just walk up here and pat my horse. He looks like he trusts him, doesn't it? Yeah, he's like, I don't know about this guy. They said that he just about kicked him out of the barn a while ago. Yeah. He walked by him and he's like, hey, don't touch me, fat boy. Yeah. You ain't riding me, you're too big. So, so that's all I wanted. That's I just wanted to, I wanted to use old Troy here as an example. Troy is a follower. He He believes that I'm his ticket to becoming something. But he has some of the baggage that he came with. He's, he's got real deal trust issues. You can, it's not hard to see it even from there. Um, and from here, you can almost feel it. Uh, there's a lot of energy here. And when I get on him here in a minute, um, he, uh, 
Once the safest place around him is on him, everything else he he has he has a few issues. And the what caused those issues? I don't really know. Um, so I got to take my time right here. It's like, come here, big boy. You're all right. He's like, I don't know. Now I'm get able to be a little more. Trust him a little bit more, be a little more aggressive with him, and uh, and show him that that it's going to be all right. And he believes it. He really he really does. He believes that it's going to be all right. He believes that I'm his way out. But he's got all that baggage. He's got them chains that he come with, and every one of us shows up in Christ with those same chains, with that same baggage. Um, and you know what? I have never met the first person yet that had completely shaken off all the chains. We all work out our entire lifetime stepping into more and more freedom as we get rid of our issues by trusting him. Um, I'll get up here in a minute so that you can see that he ain't going to kill me even though he acts like it. He's like, I see that shadow now. I always, even in the best of times, I give him a minute right here. Um, and then when I'm here, here in a minute, he would let me do Believe it or not, if we went outside, he'd let me rope a cow here in about five minutes. And he'd be okay with that. Um, but my point with him is is that he, he comes with his issues. We come here with my issues, with our issues. You know, I, uh, I thought all along, I thought today would be the day that the Holy Spirit would really move. I thought today would be the day that there would be a mighty movement amongst us that there that people would say you know what i'm going to step a little further into that freedom um it was so powerful the two weeks before this that that uh i was shocked and so i'm really anxious to see what happens today but but i want to go a little bit further and i want to start i'm going to start in john eighth chapter And we're going to start here about the 31st verse. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, everybody here believes in him or you wouldn't be here. So he's talking to people that know him. And he starts right off like this. He says, you are truly my disciples... If you remain faithful to my teachings. And if you do that. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Is there truth anywhere else but in him? There isn't. This whole life. This whole thing. This whole world of distractions. All of the things that we think. Are going to get us there. There's not going to be freedom in it. 
it'll never be enough. You think of all the things that you've pursued in your life up to this point in time, and it seemed like if I can ever just get there, I'll have her made. If I could just sell my calves for $10 more this year, I'll have her whipped. If I could just sell that wheat crop and make a profit this one time, I'll pay off them couple of debts, and I'll be free. If I could just get through a morning without my wife nagging at me, I'll be free. <laughs> I've never thought that, babe. I just was saying. It's just an example. <laughs> But it doesn't matter what we're pursuing. When we get there, there's not the freedom in it that we thought we were going to find. And so it's, we get there and it ain't enough. And so we got to have more of it and it still ain't enough. And on the process goes. It's only in Christ that it's enough. That it's truly freedom. We discover that the truth is, is he's where freedom is. He's where our life is hidden. And it will be enough. It is enough. And we know it just as soon as we step into it. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In 33 it says, but we are descendants of Abraham. They said these are the guys that are right there. It's like, what are you talking about? So we're descendants of Abraham. They said we have never had, we have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean that we will be free? And here's what he tells them. He says, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Everyone that does, you're going to be a slave to something. Every one of us here is. We are hooked on something. And if it ain't Jesus, it's sin. It's just that simple. There's Christ and there's sin. There's no, we think that there's doors one through seven. There's not. There's door one, Jesus, and there's everything else, door number two. And in that second door, there is not freedom. There's just more of the same, never quite enough, got to get more this next time, and we'll find it completely unsatisfying. And every one of you here, including this guy right here, knows it. When we hear it, we know it. It's like, yeah, everything I, I just thought, if I could just make that much more money, I'd be free this time. If I could just get rid of that debt, I'd be free. If I could just spend one more day cowboying, I'd be free. The other day, Dusty and I was talking. I said, what is it so special about being horseback? He said, because it's almost like freedom. And it is. It's wonderful up here. And it is almost like freedom. But in Christ is truly, it ain't like freedom, it is freedom. I want to turn, I want you to turn with me now to Isaiah. And we're going to go to the 54th chapter to start with. And I want, this is really interesting. Um, in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, this was wrote 700 years before the time of Christ. And in the 53rd chapter, it graphically 
depicts exactly how it was going to go down with Christ. Though he didn't have a clue what he was talking about. And it wasn't going to happen for 700 years. To the smallest detail, he described what the death and resurrection of Christ would be like. And that happens in the 53rd chapter of, of uh, Isaiah here. And then in the 54th chapter, he starts describing, and they did it in such a way so that there, so that there, would, be, so that there would be some teeth in it. It would happen this way, I'm certain, so, so that we would listen, so that we would pay attention. It's like if this guy can pick out exactly how this is going to go down 700 years from now, surely we must need to listen. And then he starts to describe in the 54th chapter the amazing things that would happen because of what our Lord was fixing to do. And I want you to keep in mind, while he was proclaiming this he wouldn't have had the foggiest notion of what he was talking about this was a message that god gave him and he shared it and 700 years later it was played out to the finest smallest detail but if we turn to the 54th chapter we're going to go to start with the 17th verse the very last verse and up to this time it's he's describing all the things that are that are going to take place but, but I want to start right here, and this is kind of in the middle of it, but it gets really, starts getting really powerful, and we're going, to, we're going to read this, and then we're going to flop over to the 55th chapter. But he said here in 17, it says, But in the coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up against you to accuse you, or against you. And then this is the amazing thing. This is the point that I want you to get right here. That I need to get. So these benefits are enjoyed. By the servants of the Lord. But in the coming day. Go back to the beginning. In the coming day. No weapon turned against you will succeed. It don't matter what's against you. It don't, it'll seem like bondage. But it will not succeed. And everybody that says something against you, it will not go anywhere. They will be silenced. And these benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. He did not say by the part-time helpers. You know, there is, there is a huge difference in a part-time employee and in a servant. He didn't say these will be the benefits of those that show up and give me an hour once a week. Not one place will you find it. He said these are the benefits. This is what you can expect if you decide that you'll be a slave to me. You're going to be a slave to something. You're going to be a slave to all of that that ain't never going to be enough. Or you can decide right here, right now. You're going to be my servant. And these are the benefits. This is the protection that you get immediately when you step into that. 
And it goes on. Their vindication will come from me. So I'm going to make it right. And then he says the most amazing thing right here. I, the Lord, have spoken. He said, you can count on it. You can take it to the bank. I'm telling you right now, write the check. It's done. I've got it covered. You become my servant, and it'll be enough. There will be freedom, and all of this bondage, whatever it is that could come against you, I got it handled, no matter how it seems. Turn with me now to the 55th chapter. Next page. First verse. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine and milk. It is all free. What's he saying here? Come get you some. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter how broken you are. It don't matter how unworthy you are. You come get you some. It's free. Why spend your money on food and that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that do, does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. What he's talking about is eternal food. He's talking about things that really matter. He ain't saying don't go buy food. He's saying quit worrying about all that other stuff and just become my servant. And I'm going to take care of it. All of it. Verse 3. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen. And you will find life. Once I started seeking a couple of weeks ago about how many times God describes himself or Jesus describes himself, which are one and the same as life, it is crazy how many times it shows up in the living word. If you want to live, it is in Christ. Everywhere else, it ain't going to be quite enough. Here and forevermore. Come with me with your ears wide open. This is three again. Come with me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. And I will make an ever, everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love. I promise to David what he said. I promise to, to my people. David was his people. And that's the example right there. Verse four. See how I use him to display my power. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among nations. And why did he do that for David? Because David trusted him. That's the only thing David had going for him, really, is that he trusted him. As I stand before you on this silly colt, the only thing I have going for me is that I trust him. And I watch it week after week, and he does something amazing. I got zero education except for what he's shown me and a high school diploma that nobody's ever asked me to see. <laughs> Truth. But I trust him. And he showed me that I have a gift. And he showed me that he would talk to people through me. And as you're sitting there, I'm going to tell you right now, you have a gift. And you have a purpose. And he wants to use it. He just wants you to trust him first. 
and he is going to change the world with you and through you and because of you. It don't matter where you came from. It don't matter. In, there, in the beginning of this chapter, it talks about showing up. It don't matter if you show up broke. The example is it don't matter that you're showing up broken. We all are. We're showing up with our bondage. All of us do. Truth of the matter is we leave with a little bit of it too. But we work it and we find more and more freedom all the time. This cult right here, he was a real knucklehead in the beginning. He don't fully trust me yet, but he is very functional. And I can get him in a real bind now with cattle or, or doctrine or something like that. And he, he'll figure out a way to take it and trust me through it. And down the road, he's going to be a really nice horse if I just keep the pressure on him and keep him in a position where he's got to trust me to get through it. So my job with him is to keep the pressure on him. If I back off, if I turn him out, if I quit showing up in his life, he's going to quit getting better. I... I want you to go home and I want you to read the rest of the 55th, 55th chapter of Isaiah. I challenge you to do so. But I'm fixing to close right here with this. My job right here with you all is to keep the pressure on. Is to keep proclaiming the truth. To keep showing you that if you'll step over into the freedom of trusting him... It's going to be enough. I believe that there isn't one person here right now that doubts that. I also believe that there isn't one person right here that knows they can't quite do it. We know that it's bigger than we are. We know that we got trust issues. Bow with me. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for sharing with us that we can have freedom in you. Thank you for making it so that we believe it. Now I'm asking you to empower us so that we can grasp it. And I thank you for being patient with us as we, we have our trust issues. We got one foot trying to stick with what we know knowing it's not going to lead to freedom and we got the other foot desperately seeking you and we know it's that foot's following us towards the truth but we're so afraid to leave behind what we know but God I just pray that you would touch us right here right now that if there's anybody in here that's ready to make that choice ready to put that second foot with the first one that follows you right here today I pray that you'd give them the courage to do so I pray that you, those of us that are that are marching it out and we stumble and we fall and we get back up that you would continue to prove yourself through us that there is no doubt in you is absolute freedom and in everything else is not quite enough 
Father, I pray that as those here today have made decisions to turn to you, to trust you, to grasp for that freedom that, that we know is in you, that you would protect us, that you would surround us with the community of your believers so that we would be safe as we, as we learn how to accept the pressure of, that you're putting on us to trust you even more. And I thank you for our people in this wonderful barn and how you chose this unlikely place with such an unlikely group of people to do something amazing. And I praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) They were scared to go to... They thought they might get me killed. I weren't scared. I just didn't want you getting bucked off. (laughs) I wasn't scared either.